Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I find pleasure in reading research papers. I'm not sure if I promised a sleep episode or I said I would do my best, but it is not ready and probably won't be for a bit. I've learned that keeping track of sources as well as understanding papers is a lot harder than reading a bunch and consolidating knowledge. I'll probably end up at over a hundred sources listed on the page I give you. In return for the weight, I will make something with quality as a teaser in a meta-analysis looking at over 1.3 million people. It was found that short sleep increases your chances of all-cause mortality, or as it was written in the research paper, quote, your chances of dying, end quote, by 12%. Now that you have a semi-chub in your pants, let's move on to the rest of this episode, which I actually don't know how long this one's going to be. It does seem I fixed my microphone volume, by the way. It actually might be too loud now. Hopefully that's the case because I'm okay with that. You can turn your volume down, but uh, turning it up, that's too hard. Today we're going to be talking about proficiency and expertise and the difference between those things. You know, when I introduce these things, I remember like this is in the title of the episode. Do I really need to say it? But maybe this comes on like autoplay or something and you didn't read the title. But there we go. This is about proficiency and expertise. And uh, I thought about proficiency while I was studying sleep. uh, And I realized that there's like multiple levels of proficiency. There's different levels of being proficient at something. And so I kind of mapped those out within this uh, episode, or I will be mapping them out within this episode. But yeah, this is again something I uh, thought about while studying sleep. And this does apply to both skills, being a proficient at a skill, playing the piano, playing a guitar, uh, shuffling playing cards, which is what I do. I'm a cardist. Uh, I do cardistry and that's what it's called. I know, really cool name. <laughs> that's that, that right there that I put that one on my resume for sure. Um, but yeah, this uh, applies to, you know, those skills, mechanical, physical skills, as well as uh, knowledge or learning something such as sleep and becoming proficient within a field or a subject. Um, so the first level of proficiency, level one, is uh, basic communication and learning. So if I sat you in a high level statistics class, uh, like a college upper level statistics class, like a 5000 level statistics class, or sat myself in a high level statistics class, for that matter, it would be a different language. And I would come out of there knowing less than I went in with it. I don't know why I just like destroyed that sentence. I don't know why I could not enunciate my words at all there. Anyways, I yeah, I'd come out of there knowing much less than I went in with it would be really bad. But with the first level of proficiency, I could go into the class and with a basic understanding of the jargon, what p value is what n represents what b represents what a confidence interval is, I can learn and more importantly, I'll have the vocabulary necessary to ask questions. Sometimes teacher tells students to ask questions, not understanding that you need a basic level of proficiency in a topic to even be able to formulate a substantial question. Some people are like, guys, if you have questions, ask. And I think I didn't listen to anything. I don't even know what to ask. I don't know what we're talking about. You know, the caveat to that, caveat, caviar, you know, yeah, the caviar to that, that's not the correct word. Uh, full disclosure, the caviar to that uh, is that you can attain this basic proficiency by asking basic questions. So it's a little bit, uh, you know, you can definitely argue me on that one. 
But yeah, with this level of proficiency, you can talk to people on a really basic level about a subject or a skill. If you don't have this level of proficiency, you will not be able to communicate and may not even be able to listen to the subject or perform the skill. Now, level two proficiency, I feel like this one could be named better, but like intermediary understanding. Um, that's yeah, those that, those are big words. Um, but yeah, level two proficiency is having a genuine understanding of a subject or skill, really understanding what everything means. Back to the statistics example, not only knowing what the p-value is, but understanding the magnitude, the applications, and the practical importance of that number. To use an example from multivariable calculus, level one proficiency for a cross product is simply knowing the method of how to calculate the cross product of two vectors. Level two proficiency for a cross product is understanding that the cross product of two vectors is the vector that is perpendicular to both of the original vectors. If you have a level zero proficiency in multivariable calculus or physics, then this makes no sense to you. If you know, great for you. If you don't know, yeah, I'm never wrong. All right, trust me. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong all the time. Um, but the second level of proficiency comes from answering questions and exploring the solutions of the level one proficiency. The application of this level of proficiency in a subject is an ability to utilize information to figure out without being told what to do. So for the math example, knowing when to use the cross product after seeing what a question wants without it in the instructions saying, quote, use the cross product to find whatever, end quote. Um, in terms of skill, this level of proficiency can be like in terms of a skill, like, a, you know, my cardistry or whatever. In terms of a skill, the level, this level of proficiency, level two of proficiency, uh, can be seen to understand how something is done or can be seen in understanding how something is done or how it's being done. The mechanisms of how something is happening, however, maybe not being able to recreate it completely or actually perform it yourself. Um, that comes at probably a level three or two and a half proficiency. And depending on the skill and what you're looking at, uh, maybe expertise is required to recreate something. Um, but yeah, not having level two proficiency uh, or intermediary understanding means that you will likely not be utilizing the information or growing much in a skill. So if you don't have a level two understanding, your knowledge is not being put to use very much, probably, uh, practically, at least. I mean, if you're taking an exam for multivariable calculus, and it says use the find the cross product, as long as you can find the cross product, you're good. But um, yeah, you need an understanding of... Uh, uh, you need an understanding to practically utilize or do something without being pulled by your PP with instructions. The third level of proficiency is connective understanding. So level three proficiency is having enough command, understanding, and volume of the information or skill to the point. So in terms of volume for a skill, so for example, cardistry, like uh, having a, a large repertoire of different moves and uh, uh mechanisms and mechanics that I can do with the deck of cards, and then I can put them all together. But, um, you know, having a, enough command understanding and volume of the information or skill to the point that you are able to connect the information to other, maybe not so obviously related information. It also gives you the ability to teach the skill or information at a superficial degree. In terms of sleep, a level, like in terms of the sleep research I've been doing, a level three understanding of sleep would allow me to connect sleep to test performances, to mental health, to unexplainable physical health pains. A level three understanding of a 
subject allows one to create hypotheses using the subject, allows one to connect the information to another subject that they may have a level three, possibly level two proficiency in. So I would be able to connect sleep to um, uh, mental disorders, which I made an episode on a few a few weeks back. And so I would say I have at least a level two proficiency within there, probably more. But you know, for this sakes, I'll just say level two proficiency in mental disorders, at least the ones I explained in that uh, episode. Um, and I'd be able to now with the like, level two ish proficiency I have in sleep now, um, I'd be able to connect those two things. Um, uh, or I would need a level three proficiency to connect sleep to one of those things. If I had a level three in the other one, I could connect it to sleep. Um, yeah. Anyways, using the multivariable calculus example once more, a level three proficiency would allow you to use the cross product in a proof of some other concept in math. Using the sleep example, if some, like the sleep that I've been researching example, if someone tells me that they've been emotionally unstable for some reason, even though they've not, you know, they've had nothing bad happen in their life in, in recent times, I can hypothesize that the duration of their sleep or the quality of their sleep, specifically their REM sleep, has been compromised. And then I can ask questions about sleep duration, and then I can ask about sleep quality, which then fall, allows me to ask about nutrition and what food they're eating. Then I can connect that knowledge to that knowledge to and understanding of neurotransmitters and how they affect the brain and create another hypothesis and plausible explanation as to why the energy drink they're drinking in the afternoon is causing them emotional instability. Yeah, I know, right? Sleep is complicated. Anyways. Level three proficiency comes from a large, large volume of information with a fair depth of understanding of a topic to make a valid hypothesis. You can do, you can make connections and make hypotheses at level two proficiency with a negative 10 credibility if you want to. I mean, you just, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, you, you can do whatever, you can do it at a level one, but that, you know, it's probably just not valid. Um, but yeah, you are also able to, with a level three proficiency, teach someone to, depending on your ability to teach, like a one, maybe one and a half, barely a level two proficiency level in a topic or a subject or a skill. Um, but yeah, in terms of skill, proficiency, uh, level three, um, introduces advanced creativity. I shuffle playing cards with a level three proficiency in cardistry. You can create your own good looking moves and be able to teach them. This level of proficiency is not necessary for most things in life. If you're not applying this information for anything valuable to you, this is solely a god awful amount of work and time to get to this level of proficiency, probably a total of between 24 to 48 hours, maybe more. Um, of like research time dedication towards uh, a subject or skill uh, and it, the time depends on the subject or the skill and also you're just talent at it but however you know without this level of proficiency your knowledge will be less applicable than in level two proficiency again though unless you're going to do something with this information, getting here is probably not worth it. Getting to a level three is probably not worth it. For me and sleep, for me and, you know, the mental things, I got there because it was necessary just due to circumstances. Um, I had to learn about mental illnesses and mental disorders and, um, you know, techniques at working with those things because I had people that relied on me to help them, uh, 
And so I just, I needed to figure those things out. Uh, as for sleep, I have, and what I think Anchor says, my estimated audience is about 14, about 14 people that uh, want to hear me talk about sleep. So that's why I do that. I also just love learning. Learning is in itself something I find enjoyable. At the top of this episode, you know, research papers, put a chub in my pants. So, um, you know, I just, I enjoy reading that stuff. I enjoy doing the research. It's uh, enjoyable. Having that repertoire of knowledge is really cool, as well as telling people that they're going to have a 12% chance increase of dying because they're not sleeping enough. I mean, that's also pretty awesome. But yeah, anyways, the next next uh, thing to explore here in this episode is expertise. The next topic in this canon is expertise. Canon is like uh, English canon, you know, like a canon of books cannot, yeah. You know, when I figured out what that word means in 11th grade English class, I was amazed. Um, the next topic is expertise. The difference between level three proficiency and expertise is greater than the difference between level zero to level one to level three to level, to, uh, frick, I skipped two, to level two to level three combined. Expertise is a different monster in a field. Expertise is the 10,000 hours. Like, I don't know if that's scientific, by the way. Um, I don't know how scientific the 10,000 hours is. I think Steve Jobs was one of the few people that like really made that thing. If you want to be an expert, you got to put in 10,000. I don't know if that's true. Um, but compared to the 24 to 48 hours of proficiency three, expertise is another beast of inexplicable magnitude. The difference between proficiency three and expertise is like the difference between a chode and Manuel Ferreira. You know what I'm saying? So expertise is a full command and enslavement of a skill or subject. Expertise gives one the ability to fully teach, fully understand, fully apply, fully replicate, and fully wet one's pants with a subject or skill. Um, And also the big differentiating factor in expertise is the ability to create. Creation is probably the the biggest difference and um, biggest power that you gain through through expertise. Um, And I think we'll discuss that more in, in, in a in a few minutes here. Um, But yeah, that's uh, expertise, that full command, you know, allowing you to wet your pants and stuff. So expertise takes 5 billion years, because not only do you have to have an understanding of something that rivals the distance between Uranus and the sun, but you have to also get to the point where you have a level two and level three proficiency in multiple other subjects. To become an expert in one thing, you need to be proficient in so many other things. Um, because everything in the world is just, everything in the cosmos is just so um, intimately interlinked. Uh, to become an expert trumpet player, you probably need a deep level of understanding of finger muscles. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's an example, or a, a dumb one. And I think that's pretty true. I think like, uh, expert musicians in whatever instrument they play like they understand the anatomy of the their body they understand the amount of capacity that their lungs can and need to intake when they do whatever they're doing if they have like a a, a, an instrument that requires their you know breath or if they're singers um you know you need understanding in so many other things that may not at first seem related but 
yeah, expertise finds depth by connecting multiple different sources of information with the single thing that you're trying to become an expert at. You need to not only understand the subject, but understand every single subject related to that subject. I may seem to have a fair bit understanding of sleep after about 15 hours of research, but Matthew Walker probably knows the amount of electricity fired by every single individual neuron in your brain when you sleep. That's what makes him an expert. That's probably not true, but you know, you get it. Expertise is something you do because you love it. And if you find or and if you become an expert at something and don't make a living out of it, you either aren't an expert at it or you're dumber than telephone pole. Why would you do that? Don't do that. Anyways, like even me, I love learning, but I don't go become an expert at anything unless like I don't know what I'm going to make a living out of in my life, but like I'm not becoming expert at like mental illnesses and mental disorders because I'm not going to become a psychiatrist. I'm not becoming expert in sleep because I'm not going to be a neurologist sleep neurologist i don't know what sleeping there's no such thing as a sleeping doctor if you have sleep apnea we'll talk about it in the episode uh for sleep anyways uh but yeah even people that make a living doing one thing likely aren't an expert in their field so like you know if you've been an electrical engineer i'm, I'm studying electrical engineering if you've been an electrical engineer for like 20 years of your working career you you might not be an expert at electrical engineering, you know, most people aren't experts at anything. A lot of people are proficient at a lot of things. And to do a job well for 20 years, you probably are proficient at it. And like a high level of proficiency, um, you know, there, it, there is, it's a spectrum, right? So I said like level 1.5, level 2.5 proficiency. Like this isn't like categorical. This is a spectrum. This is spectral. So, you know, between that giant leap of proficiency three and expertise, there's still a like a giant spectrum within that space. And so like you can be way higher than, you know, you get the point. But yeah, you know, very few people can become an expert in any field. It's just, it's so hard. A doctoral degree doesn't mean you're an expert. An export? A doctoral degree indeed does not mean you're an export. Slavery is bad. Anyways, a doctoral degree doesn't mean you're an expert. Reading five books on one subject doesn't make you an expert. Expertise is one of the hardest things to attain in the world in anything. It takes a level of determination, passion, and willpower that rivals that of God watching humans fight each other and not just like snapping his finger and exploding the entire planet. It's getting expertise is awfully awful it's it's don't do it (laughs) unless you i'm gonna tell everyone everyone just don't do it just don't become an expert at anything and those that will become an expert at something will remember that advice and realize you know it was probably good enough um if you become an expert at something you'll understand what that means anyways the next thing to talk about here is the dunning-kruger effect and getting from level zero to expertise um, in that process and what it looks like so um to, uh, you know other than the philosophy that i came up with in my head within like 10 minutes uh and then writing it down into this podcast um you know to, to give one bit of objective psychology uh dunning-kruger effect getting from a zero getting from level zero uh proficiency uh, to a level one proficiency feels pretty good. Getting from a level one proficiency to a level two proficiency requires you to change your trousers multiple times. You'll be quite aroused. It's a good feeling. Um, when I figured out what a cross product really was, I thought, wow, I'm a genius. Goodness gracious, 
How how am I so intelligent? Why how am I such an intellectual? How like how do I do this? Like how do I I drink water with my pinky up now, you know? But um the reason I thought that, the reason that this happens, um, the reason that you feel so good about getting from a level one to two, getting from a zero to one, is because of the Dunning Kruger effect. This is a psychological effect that says that people that don't know much about a subject often believe that they know everything about the subject and that they're extremely intelligent geniuses, you know, rivaling that of Albert Einstein, Dmitry Mendeleev, and Isaac Newton combined. Um, but uh, you know, as you learn more in a subject or a skill you actually start to believe that you know less in that subject or skill, that you're dumber in that subject or skill than someone with a level one. Um, and then when you get to expertise, like as you start going from like, you know, at one, at level one, you think you're on top of the effing universe. At level two to level three, you're, you feel like you're at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And then when you start working to expertise, that line comes up a bit and kind of evens out between the, the, the middle of those two peaks. And you have a general understanding of what you do and you don't know. Um, uh, yeah, you just, you, a general understanding of what you do and don't know instead of like this extraordinary sense of uh, arrogance or this extraordinary sense of self-deprecation. Um, a possible reason for this happening is the speed of improvement. If you're okay at a subject or skill or you don't know a subject or skill, due to the amount of knowledge on the internet and due to the existence of Google, the speed at which you can improve at something is incredible. It like within 15 hours, I'm able to understand in as much about sleep as researchers like probably 10 years ago, maybe even less than that would have to use weeks upon months to understand. But due to their incredible work, thankfully, I'm able to understand everything within like 15 hours. Again, I'm not all the way there yet. But within 15 hours, I'm able to understand as much as someone who it would take them like five years, like 20 years ago to understand what I know about the subject. Um, so like with technology and stuff, my ability to just have the information at hand, then it like all it all that happens then is just my ability to read and retain. Um, but yeah, since I'm since you improve so quickly at a subject or a skill, since it's so easy to do that now with the resources and, and help and like, you know, with um, uh, say if you're trying to learn how to do uh, the butterfly knife thing or the balisong thing, like there's trainer knives now. You can you know you can make a bunch of mistakes and not cut your fingers off, and so you can improve really quickly. Um, and because of the speed at which you can improve at something, uh, since it's like exponential to get from a level zero to a level three proficiency, um, you know that feeling of uh, like the volume that you're consuming is probably what gives you that feeling of being so intelligent, of so smart and so all knowing, um, you know, although it may take some time to get from that zero to three, it's like, it's really easy to become proficient in something these days. Um, most things, I mean, I'm sure maybe there's like some random weird, like really esoteric subject that like hasn't ever been researched ever. But that's, that's something else. Anyways, yeah, due to the sheer volume of knowledge that you're consuming, which is a lot, again, 
For sure, you think that you're learning so much that you must know everything. I've studied the circadian rhythm. I've memorized the genes that determine your chronotype. I can tell you the studies and the percentage effects that they have in different areas of health. I can tell you about every stage of sleep and their purpose. Of course, I know everything. I'm being sarcastic. However, as you go on and you obtain proficiency level three, that knowledge becomes more sparse because as you learn more about a subject, it's harder to learn about the subject. As you learn more about something, there's less to learn about that thing. Um, That's a really meta statement, but I'm going to be using it a lot. So I hope you understand what that means. Um, You know, as you eat a cake, the more of the cake you eat, the less of the cake there is to eat, you know? So yeah. Um, But yeah, as, as you go along subject or skill, it's harder to learn and harder to improve that subject or skill. When you find that you don't know what to look up anymore, you can't find any more information on the topic. And now you think you're an absolute imbecile. Imbecile? Is it an imbecile? Is that like the, is that some like posh pronunciation? Imbecile, imbecile, imbecile. That sounds a little more normal. That goes with the like normal street type of talk I, I have. Anyways, imbecile. Um, like, you know, even me right now going up the proficiency ladder on sleep, I do feel like I know a fair amount of things. The reason I won't go around saying that I'm an expert or I'm, I'm this knowledge god is because I have an awareness of this psychological bias that's within me. And I understand that I actually don't know everything since I'm also, you know, used to this. I research a bunch of different subjects uh, to differing levels of proficiency all the time. So I know that I know nothing and I've experienced this curve enough to understand my lack of understanding, like the Dunning-Kruger curve um, that I laid out uh, at the top here. Why am I like making my tongues like clicking into the mic? You guys don't hear it because I'm probably cutting it out for you most of the time. But like, God, why? why, why? Come on, mouth. Anyways, uh, I did it again. Uh, this explains another reason like why expertise is so challenging. Um, motivation. As you learn more about a subject, learn more in a skill, as said earlier, there's less to learn. You lose motivation, you start thinking you're stupid, and then what separates those that become experts to those that don't become experts, if they both wanted to, uh, is that some people don't care about motivation. Those are the ones that become experts. They don't do this because they had a random urge to spend an afternoon Googling something, which you can become proficient if you have this random spike of motivation that says, I'm going to go learn about this one thing. I had a random spike of motivation that said, I want to go learn about sleep properly. I just want the numbers and the research papers. And now I'm 15 hours in and I, my motivation is gone. And I, I'm just learning it now to finish that episode and to make sure like I'm proficient level three, because I'm, you know what, I'm halfway there. Might as well go all the way anyways. But yeah, you know, they experts, they don't, do these things because of these random urges, these random inspirations or motivations, these temporary ephemeral feelings, they do it because they want to, or they have to, you know, they, they need to understand the subject. That's why they do it. They have to, it's like a duty. It's something they must. It's not something that they, that they feel like doing. It doesn't matter how they feel. Motivation comes and motivation goes. They don't rely on motivation experts. They may not even care about like passion. Like that might not even be a thing that they're worrying about. It's just, it's not something they're doing 
it's something they have to do. It's not just a, a thing. It's not just some responsibility or this cool, fun thing. It might be fun. You know, I'm not not saying that experts don't enjoy what they do, but they like in their heads, this is just something they have to do. And, and even if it isn't something they have to do, it's just something they do. Without the motivation, without the passion, it's, it's just something they do. It's just kind of as normal as to them as going to the bathroom. Like it's just, it's a thing that happens. They're going to, you know, they're just going to do it. It's just a thing that they have to fulfill. Um, and, and, you know, that's one of the reasons expertise is so challenging. Learning to live life and learning to explore something without the motivation to explore it. That's not easy. Getting there is really hard. And you need to be either the subject needs to captivate you and uh, en- enamor you in some way. Or you need to just be a very specific person. Like through years of meditation and stuff, I've understand that motivation is useless. And that's why I can like continue with my sleep research. Granted, the reason it's taking me so long is school, okay? It would be done by now. It would be done like two weeks ago if school didn't exist. Stupid exams, stupid exams, and stupid exams, okay? Homework too. Homework sucks as well. All of it effing sucks, all right? horrible. I, you know, I've actually had my first experience in college last week where I couldn't turn something like completed in. Like I had to turn in a half finished homework for my ECE class because I just, I didn't have the time and ability with maintaining sleep because I don't like care about the effing schoolwork. My sleep is, I'm going to go to bed. Um, I didn't have the time to finish something. And that's the first time I think that's like, ever happened to be honest with you and you know it was if i was not who i was that probably would have been detrimental to my like self-image but whatever luckily i don't have that um but yeah another reason that's expertise is challenging is that you know again as you learn more there's less to learn and then what you have to do is you have to create knowledge. I teased it a little earlier, but you have to be, create the knowledge. Not only are you understanding everything in a field, not only have you read every book in the field, not only have you mastered every move, experts don't simply understand, they don't simply understand the knowledge. They don't simply you know, know every book about the knowledge. They create the knowledge. They write the books about the knowledge. Expert musicians create music on a whim. Experts in a field conduct research experiments and do meta-analyses. You go from learning to creating, and that is really what differentiates an expert to someone who is proficient. When you are creating, when you are doing something out of nothing, when you are combining these random things and understandings that other people could never never put together, but since you have so many proficiencies and so many different things related to your subject, you can put them all together, create hypotheses, and not only create the hypotheses as you can do at a level three proficiency, which we said earlier, but you can test those hypotheses. You can say whether or not they're actually legitimately true or not. You get to create the fact, and that's what experts do. Um, And that's really, really challenging. Again, like even for research, like a lot of people that are researchers, not every researcher is an expert because a lot of times you're, you're redoing research, you're doing research that's been done before, or you're doing research that's just like one or two steps away from research that's out there to create innovative and novel research on different things. Like, it's really hard to just have the questions and the thoughts that you, know, you lead to those things. It's also really hard to get the funding to do research. Effing money. I, I mean, capitalism is great. Huge capitalist here. But like the amount of things that humanity could achieve if we weren't just held down 
by I need to get funding for my research. Anyways, uh, you know, that's what it all comes to. When you want to learn something, you don't try, don't try to be an expert. Just go for proficiency. Being an expert is hard. And it seems impossible. It seems terrifying. It's like looking at a mountain and someone says, hey, climb that. No, very few people have the ability to climb the mountain. And the thing is, you can become proficient. And the proficiency curve is really nice and easy. The slope of that one is like zero. Okay, the slope of that is like one half. Climbing up the proficiency is really easy. And when you get to proficiency three, suddenly the slope becomes like 100 billion. It's it's horrible. It's not not fun. It, it's it's terrifying when you get to that level. When you get to that, it's it's basically like a wall. It's just a horrid, like a straight vertical wall. Climbing that is terrible. Anyways, very few people have the ability to climb that wall. And you know, sometimes people don't want to climb the effing mountain either. Just the, even the simple negative five slope. Uh, however, every person, you, me, everyone has the ability to take one proverbial step forward. I say proverbial step forward. I was just going to say everyone has the ability to take one step forward. Some people are crippled and we're all inclusive here. Okay. Anyways, take one step, then take the second step, then take the third, become proficient, forget about expertise, you're never going to become an expert. All right, just just accept that right now. All right, you will not become an expert, probably. Okay, just just let that sink in, not to destroy any of your dreams, but just let that sink in. You're probably not going to become an expert. Very few people can do that. What you can do is you can put one foot in front of the other. And sooner than you know it, you'll be halfway up the mountain you never could have imagined climbing. Along with that, you don't need to climb to the top of every mountain. You don't need to be an expert at anything. You don't need it. Not only can you probably not do it, it's not necessary. Expertise is meant for the people that it's meant for. If your life takes you up a mountain of expertise, then you'll be an expert. However, don't feel like you must become an expert. Live your life. If you want to climb many mountains a little rather than one mountain all the way, that's fine. That's completely fine. I've done that. You don't need to be anything. You simply need to be you. Do what you want, be where you are, and you'll be fine. If you become an expert, you become an expert, whatever. But if you want to be an expert, you'll find it very hard to become an expert. Just put one foot in front of the other, and you'll get where you need to get. And the thing is, maybe, I said none of you will be experts, but maybe, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, maybe one of you are or will be an expert. And the thing is, you're not going to get there because you wanted to be an expert. You're not going to get there because you, uh, you, you found it within yourself to become one. You're going to get there because that's where you were meant to be. You're going to get there because that was going to happen regardless of anything. If that's where your life is headed, if that's what is meant for you, that's what's meant for you. What will happen will happen. But the creating expectations, creating these things in your head, it's... It's going to lead to suffering. Desire, I think, I think Buddha said this, but you know, desiring is the root cause of suffering. Um, be careful with your desires and more so be careful with your expectations. Having innocuous desires is fine. Having expectations of fulfilling those desires, I think that's what creates the damage. But yeah, just put one foot in front of the other every day, as many steps as you want to take every day. That's your choice. That's your problem. Um, and you will be 
absolutely fine and you will be where you need to be okay that's all for this episode of seriously funny if you haven't rated this podcast wherever you're listening go drop me a review i didn't originally think i'd get much content from just a conversation about proficiency but when i was creating the show notes i came up with a lot and like we can see that i'm at like 36 minutes here i don't know what it'll be when i cut it all down probably still like 35 whatever anyways uh yeah um this is this is proficiency uh and i actually came up with a lot which was surprising because this thought came into my mind for like 10 10 effing seconds and then i like literally just jotted it down really quickly and moved on um but yeah hopefully the sleep research will be done uh one day understanding the brain waves of sleep will probably be the toughest part because i'm not yet proficient in uh, brain regions and functions so i have to get a level 1.5 or level 2 proficiency there which i was planning one day anyway so uh, you know it's not too much of a hassle but yeah sleep is going to be a while i want to cover everything um i can yeah i think some things are going to be a little harder like in like dreams i'm not going to cover dreams because they're so maybe i like talk about them but dreams are just theoretical like we don't know why people dream we like or we don't know exactly why people dream sometimes you have a dream and it's based on what you learned that day sometimes you have a dream that's based on life situations that happened that day um Sometimes your dreams are literally just like effing fantastical, weird, dumb things that make no sense and have no connection to literally anything. And some people say that their their dreams predict the effing future. I don't know. Like, and science doesn't know. Dreaming is effing strange. That's not going to be covered. Uh, insomnia is also kind of a little iffy, but um, we found that mostly insomnia is anxiety related. Anyways, whatever. Um, you know, one day, one day we'll get there. Um, but yeah. Sleep is going to be a while again. I'm going to try to cover everything. Until then, we'll keep having other episodes. Um, you know, with that, I will see you next week. Peace.